There you go, y'all. That was Sharia. Wow. Cool songs there. Two of them. One is Holding On to Something That You Just Heard. And the first one we started off with Sweet Virginia off of her newly released album, Appalachia. And I'm so thrilled to have this sweetheart, Appalachian sweetheart we have right here on the line. Are you there, girl? Uh, yes, I am. How awesome. are you? I'm awesome. I just thank you so much for joining us. I want to welcome you to our Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond interview series. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, it's it's uh, been fun finding out uh, your story, and we just can't wait to hear more. And I'm wondering, I, I think you're a relatively new Nashville transplant. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it is. No, I've, I've come to and fro over the last 10 years that this is the first time I'm living here and it's stuck and so how you like it so far so good I mean you know the world's a different place now it's definitely grown in its population it's becoming more like a LA scene but the feeling of country music is still here and the monuments are still here and places like the Ryman are still existing so it's yes. good enough for me uh, as long as the Ryman stands and Mother right. Church exactly okay. uh, well you know I understand too when you you had a, that significant meeting early on. Um, tell us about how that came to be. Like you were only in town a, what, a couple of weeks and you had this kind of serendipitous meeting with Greg. If you could tell us about how you met Greg and um, how he came to be your manager, producer, writing partner. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, it all started I, truly that. I kind of I moved here. I found an apartment right before I moved here and then I, I ended up finding a job couple weeks after moving here and just came to me in a window and so everything kind of happened all at once and then um there was this pizza place I visited a lot right after work you know because it's pretty much a homebody didn't know many people yet so I did know Brick's Pizza and I would go there and sit there at that bar and I would make these chalkboard beer signs for them and uh -huh. uh, sometimes they'd give me lunch and one day I found Greg there it was pretty empty lunchtime day and he was just at the end wearing tennis shoes you know and his 615 Nashville hat and had no idea who he was looked pretty casual and he overheard me talking to the bartender about um you know why I moved here and what I'm doing here just like the rest of us you know we're <laughs> we're here for what we love and this is the town that just makes you feel like you can do it and dreams can come true and all that and he overheard and asked me to I talked to him for a moment and said, you know, we'll play me something and we'll talk, you know. So I, I started playing him some old stuff and I gave him all these disclaimers, you know, like this is old. I was young. Please don't listen too hard, but this is what I have, you know. <laughs> yeah. And somewhere within that, he just saw this great potential in me and, uh, you know, he took it away. It was the voice really, you know, I like singing more than anything and writing was always great for me to do but sometimes you hit a writer's block and singing is something that i i do mostly that's my primary thing that i just love to sing and i love the feeling it gives me when i do sing to other people and the feeling it gives them back in that energy so yes when he found some hope in me you know it was maybe a, a month later we actually had people look over some paperwork and you know i was still kind of baffled like is this real and next thing you know i've got a manager and a producer and a part of his label and uh yeah, he's gotten me a real boost to kind of figure out what this music career looks like and what it feels like and being in a studio and taking 80,000 takes of one line, you know, and just really 
feeling the honor of what it is to be a, a an artist here in this town and um he's given me that boost without really having to go out there and pitch it but you know just by being myself and that connection with people and i miss that that being the way of life just having a conversation and sitting down face to face with somebody and i don't know meant a lot yeah that's isn't that where the magic happens is you just just spend time just sit with the folks and uh see what comes up and have a conversation how amazing of a story that is that how many artists uh, you know they talk about ten, uh, nashville being a 10-year town and some folks have been in there longer than that and haven't uh, been able to score <laughs> like you have so that must be very unreal and cool yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's taken a few tries of coming here and losing hope and finding it again and i uh-huh. go back to virginia a lot just to regather my strength and it took a lot of courage to come back because it's so easy to just want to give up but then it just takes that one time that one magical moment and you're like this is why i've been doing it this is why i never gave up you know and yes uh in that light i understand i do want to extend my sincerest condolences um i know that was a significant loss of your mother just just a year ago um and what calls to mind when you're talking about you know not giving up and uh, that perseverance that must happen and i understand she was a pivotal part of that uh, drive to follow your dream and with the loss of her i'm wondering what what how, where did you find your strength to carry on and uh live out the promise that you made her well you know it certainly wasn't an easy thing obviously but um i had to live with knowing that um you know the first time i ever came to nashville was with my mother my first adventure out here it was gosh i think it was 2008 and then 2010 was my senior year we came here for a concert and it was just a me and her trip and there's something monumental to that being a moment because my mom traveled a lot for work so i didn't get to see her a whole lot and mm-hmm. uh, then when covid happened you know i was a waitress and losing my job i, I ended up living with my mother and um she stuck by me in a way that i had never experienced before in my my lifetime she was always this kind of untouchable because she was working her butt off for us as a family you know but she she sang all the time she was my monument to music and she is what represented what loving music and singing throughout your day even if it didn't become her career she never gave it up you know she sang at weddings or Sang for friends and just anywhere she could find a song, she sang it. And when the time came to move here, it was the month I moved to Nashville was when she actually was diagnosed with uh, stage four. And it was, you know, such a long name of what these cancers have become. But, you know, she didn't. It's one of those things where she, she just said, I need you to do this. And, you know, I don't want you to here and look at me being this way you just need to go out and live that dream this is what you've been doing it for and in a sense it was like I had to accept that one one thing passed and got passed on to me you know wow so, oh but uh yeah excuse me <laughs> yeah just, it's okay golly, it's crazy it's been a year huh the it's time flies uh, 20 to uh well, I, what, is, what concert were y'all attending? 
that you referred oh, to? Gosh. Do you remember? Well, um, I do. Absolutely. It was a She and Him concert. I absolutely uh-huh. loved uh, M. Ward and Zoe Deschanel long, long time in high school. And uh, M. Ward for his guitar skills and Zoe Deschanel for just her classic voice that she has. It's very old school. And they played at the Ryman. And really, it was the Ryman that I couldn't wait to go to. They yes. were just a band that my mom knew that I'd listened to. And she surprised me with tickets for my birthday and I don't think the concert happened actually on my birthday but we planned this girl's trip and she took me there for the first time and I remember um, she took me in that Ryman tour back when uh, they could let you record a song in the studio I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they still do that anymore and it was like a self walk tour that you could go behind the stage and go to all the those rooms where the artists would sit and it just I just told myself you know one day I'm going to be here I'm, I'm so going to be here this is where I'm going to be one day I'm going to be right here and it'll be my stage and so I just kind of just kept that in my mind trying to manifest that and everything happening the way it did after my mom fell ill and uh, a couple of years after living with her and having the, those last moments I never really got to experience in my life it just all seemed like it serendipitous like you said you know yeah. just happened right when it was supposed to how it was supposed to and here I am. Wow, here you are. Now, uh, the album, Appalachia, it's been released, is correct? Uh, yes, it has been released. And what was um, the release date? I think we didn't catch that. Gosh, the, re- the release of the whole album, I believe, was in February of this past year. Oh. And then, yeah, and then we've kind of been promoting the singles. Because um, there was a quite, it was such an interesting album to try to record because of, going back to Virginia when my mom was getting worse off, you know, and mm-hmm. having to spend some extra time there. So it kind of took a hiatus with the actual finishing up of the album. Um, so it was quite a, quite a long journey. But when it came out, we, we pushed the single out, holding on to something, and then CRS happened shortly after that. And uh, we've kind of been rolling with the um, tours. And I know Greg's been awfully busy with, He's got a lot that he handles with different artists around town now. Um, so between that and me writing and, uh, you know, slow and steady wins the race here. So <laughs> trying to get out there with people. And um, I'm trying to start this, this online TikTok situation. I really am. Everybody keeps asking about it. <laughs> I have never been very good at it, but, you know, it is something that, Gosh, I used to be so into it when I was younger, but these days, I just still, I can't help it. I'm old-fashioned myself, you know? It's hard <laughs> to break that. I understand, and it's, it, you know, I think it's different when you do it, um, you know, like in your room hanging out for fun as opposed to something you really need to do for your career. It's almost like a, another thing on your to-do list sometimes. For me, right. it's easier to resist that when it's, ugh. Good. Really? Okay, here we go. Right. Exactly. Well, I'm but getting... I do have some great support um, from, uh, I went to a retreat with Judy Stakey, was the leader of that, Cheryl Crow's producer in 2018, right here in Nashville. And, you know, even the rules since then have changed completely on how to spin and sell your songs. It's, it's amazing how quickly things have changed since then. So I'm learning a lot, but it's been fun. I still have a lot of contacts that are helping me out through that process so Very it's cool. been great it's inspiring you know you you uh, re- made reference to that uh one with a Cheryl Crow producer 
I'm wondering about that. So you, you talk, I'm wondering about like, could you give us like three takeaways, you know, like three big things that you, because I can't even imagine how overwhelming and awesomely cool that was. So kind of when oh. you distill it down, what did you get out of that? Well, uh, you know, a lot of it is basic, basic stuff that you really need um, to get your mind together. First and foremost is your health. You know, every morning there was a yoga class at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I'd wake up and we ate very healthy foods that were well thought out um, and planned meals. And so really, I would say first, it's getting your body and your mind right to prepare right. for songwriting and getting yourself in a zone that you can channel whatever it is that you're feeling and that do not be afraid to co-write. You know, some people are very much, this is, this is my song. I wrote it. I know I was that way. It's just like the, these are mine. It's my feelings. This is how it should be. But boy, being able to collaborate and bounce ideas off of other people is super important. So community definitely. And, um, also just you can't give up you cannot stop trying and don't wait don't wait for something to happen you just got to do it you got to make it you got to sing it you got to write it and if it's crap it's crap and if it's not it's not you know <laughs> and you just don't know until you try yeah but do it so. that's 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 those are great takeaways i think all of us in all walks of life could take away and <laughs> use those in our our uh you know quest for for better lives uh, right to this the production um what i have i think this is accurate uh what i'd kind of dug up is you're primarily kind of solo acoustic before this this is is this like the biggest production team scene you've had <laughs> oh absolutely okay yeah. it's definitely solo <laughs> well, yeah uh so wow first of all wow that i can't even imagine that experience uh, walking into this, I don't know if it's multiple studios, but working with these A-listers, uh, who all, I mean, you have some stellar instrumentation. Uh, you know, the way he uh, has brought in the, the banjos, I know he met referenced a, a back porch feel, which I think you definitely capture uh, to kind of bring it back to the roots. But um, could you kind of name drop some of the players on this album? Oh, gosh. Um you know, if I was better at name dropping, I totally would. But it was different players all the time. You know, I okay. I came in, um, and usually Greg would have, he called them the A players. You know, it's like the A players of Nashville, studio players that have it down pat, where they just hear the song once and they can play the whole thing. And because of my timing with my mother and funeral and all that, it was a lot of back and forth. So I'd come into the studio, and it would usually just be me. Um, and the tracks will have already been made out, or if they were there, you know, I'd come in and do my part. Unfortunately, I wish I'd had more time in the studio with them, but most of the time it was me coming in separately because um, they just, again, it was more like Greg just wanted to jump start everything and get it moving because in a polite way, <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. And uh, so, the, but the band members that I think we want to actually have on tour which if anybody's interested, I'll shout right now. Um, kind of looking for a, a crowd of folks uh, that are willing to go on tour, you know. These fellows have families or lives or careers that are here, staple, and I don't know that they look to go out on tour. Um, they're, the background singer, however, Vicky, 
I did get to have more personal um, interactions with her. She uh, is a background singer for Garth Brooks, and she's mm-hmm. probably the only one that I really, I repetitively saw. Mm-hmm. A few of the gentlemen that play the instruments, um, they would be various instrumentalists that would play on the record um, at different times, strictly because of the timing that we had to record it. And, uh, you know, it ain't cheap making a record. So. Yeah, yeah, you have to be very time, time money, money is Yeah, you have to be very time efficient. And with kind of a wonky schedule and and I can see how that would be so what I understand is that you you just the tracks were pretty much laid down you came in and did the vocals or vice versa it was a kind of a you had to just by necessity and efficiency make it that way right yeah I I remember being in a hotel room um, a couple of times and Greg would be just calling or messaging me and say hey here's the song and send me back your version in whatever key that fits your voice you know and so I'd literally sit down record the song in different keys and send it to him and say then he would have the band play it in that key so that when I got there I could just sing it and lay it down you know so it was very much a on the road kind of studio but it worked worked. somehow miraculously it worked it's it's a it's a beautiful album and i do encourage folks to check out appalachia by our guest today sharia it's just been a a blast i wanted to want to ask question about you know this dream um that well you've you've brought to life for your mother for yourself of moving forward with this album and and having this amazing product just a mere you know in relative short period of time um beautiful product what where do you see yourselves in five years what's your five-year dream oh man uh well i would say at this point i definitely want to be on that stage if i have not already been on the ryman stage would be glorious that's that's far you know it's a far stretch but is it at this point, the way that things go in life for me lately, I don't know that anything's a stretch. So I'd like to say I've accomplished that. I'd like to um, just get out and reach people more publicly and perform more shows, you know, get out there again. It, it was really a slowdown for the world when everything shut down. And now for me, just to overcoming all the things emotional, I would like to see myself thriving and traveling a lot, you know touring and traveling and performing just anywhere and everywhere i love that because that's what makes me happy the most i think it's just again it's feeding off that that energy of an audience is really what makes it happen for me inside i hear you that's uh, for a listener uh, avid live music fan that's that's what we live for is that interaction yeah. that that event yeah you can listen all day long on the you know your mm-hmm. device or cd or car or whatever but man, bringing it to life in a live show, there's nothing like it. So it's right. wonderful to hear, very uh, uplifting to hear the other side of the artists say, you know, we we need it too. <laughs> we Absolutely. all need it. that connection yeah. that we have that does not happen in uh, over airways and devices. <laughs> no, it just doesn't, you know. It, it just does doesn't. not. <laughs> but I appreciate it. And then I'm so glad you're listening. And thank you so much for enjoying it and having me on your show too. It's it's a real honor even to just have people like you reach out and to say that you want to hear my story. It's huge for me. Well, it's, it's a really cool story, and I hope that you can continue to live that dream and follow it. And I'll tell you what, uh, they have some really cheap flats down to Nashville from Lincoln. And uh, if you play the Ryman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
dollars to donuts. I'll be there, okay? <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you so much. Thank you, uh, y'all. We're going to close out with uh, the title track from Sherea's album, Appalachia. And uh, if you could kind of, I know this was co-written mm-hmm. right back with you and uh, Greg, and it's Greg Hudick, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Um, tell us, if you will, a little backstory of the song, how it came to be. Uh, well, you know, we wanted to keep it simple, um, but also I, I do come from a fairly small town in Virginia, you know, just in the valley. It's between the mountains, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they say the Blue Ridge is so blue, it, it is one of those towns where you just feel like everybody knows everything about you if you still live there, you know, everybody's (laughs) family, everybody went to high school, middle school, kindergarten, college together, you know, when you're in that town, it's just kind of that sense of you're always home wherever you go in that place. And, uh, but also getting out and experiencing bigger things is great, but there's nothing like being in the Appalachian mountains, even just driving through them. It's, it's a great space to grow up and keep an open mind. It's beautiful out there. Much different from city life. Yes, but it is. both can be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, a well said. And the beautiful song, Appalachia, we're going to close with. Also, I want folks to know, make sure they can follow you, uh, how to learn more about you. And um, if you're working up a tour, how they might, you know, like basically what are your socials and what if you, folks need to know to follow you? Sure. Uh, well, I'd say... Probably Instagram and Facebook are the things I keep up with the most. Definitely Facebook has updates from Greg and I. Um, just Sharea on there. It's got a picture of the album cover. I don't think there's too many Sharea artist pages, but you never know. Um, and then uh, I've, my Instagram handle is just Sharea Nash, as in Nashville. Okay. So if you want to check that out, uh, I'm there. Okay. Well, we'll be, can be. And, and we can look for an upcoming tour. When we get them uh, touring musicians wrangled Indeed. in, huh? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ms. Shereya. We're very happy to have you. Appreciate your time. And, y'all, this is Shereya's title track, Appalachia. Thank you so much.